In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Hello, beautiful friends. I'm Natalie. And I'm Claudine. And welcome to Shokran Very Much, the podcast. We've got a lot in store for you today as we tackle the second part of the question, how do we know that the Bible is a true word of God? So in part one of this episode series situation, we <laughs> tackled the historical aspect of the validity and truth of the Bible. In this episode, we're going to kind of talk about science. And so we're going to start with kind of a big question, probably going to end up splitting it to smaller parts. But the big question is, has science ever disproved the Bible or Christianity? What do you think, Abuna? Okay. Um... This is one of the toughest questions because science advances and science dis- has discoveries and um, very often when it has discoveries, it's people, Christian people work in the field, people who could be in the border, people who have been bruised by the church or bruised by someone in the church and, and hurt, so they sometimes get motivated to disprove the church and the Bible is what's out there to to disprove. and. And working in academia myself, uh, not working as a, as a professor, but during grad school I, I taught uh, graduate classes. Um, and in the field of publishing and patenting, and you deal with very, very brilliant minds, and that's very attractive. But I realize in the Bible that um, if the Bible is used to, I take verses or I take statements to prove scientifically the Bible is a science book, um, I could be caught in a, in a bad situation. But the approach for this is that the Bible to be taken to, does it have enough statements that are very profound for a person to write? If it's profound because the things that are mentioned there, at the time of writing the Bibles over time, it is impossible for someone who's not a scientist in a very old t- long time ago can come up with this statement. So the approach is is the probability of what is written here to be man-made statement. Now the idea, the Bible is wrong because the Bible is written by human. So can a human come up with this conclusion? And the biggest satisfaction I find in this, in the account of the creation. The creation is not six days long in terms of 24 hours. Um, I teach cosmology in, 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 in another setting, uh, in apologetics and uh, acts, uh, as part of a, a critical thinking class. And it is proven from space exploration that sending probes to track the what we call the, the, the expansion, universe expansion. People can come up with a constant, Hubble did this, and he, from science people were able to say that the Big Bang happened 14 billion years ago, based on science. Now, does the creation account say something against this? It doesn't, because when we study the creation account, we can go into detail after just giving the concept the creation account gives a sequence. It doesn't say how long the sequence takes. Oh, but some Abuna, it says there was the evening and the morning of the first day. Well, the writer 
we know that is of a Jewish nature. The only way to end, there's not, nothing called phase, like in chemistry we have a phase, in physics we have a phase, phase one, phase two. So if I see the word phase in the Bible, then it's man-made book because there's no way at that time somebody would know that expression. So the only way to end a phase were the way of ending a yom, a day. And there was no evening and morning yet because it's, it comes later. So the, 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 the six days are six sequence of things. Each day can take however long it takes, or each phase now can take however long it takes. What we should ponder on is what is written in the Bible has any weight in terms of science, or this is like completely man-made, like the universe is carried on the horn of a bull, or there is a tree that carries the universe. Now this is all, the Bible is different, is that it's the only book that bothered to incriminate itself by saying this is how the creation happened. As a scientist, when I look at this, I can actually fill in plausible sciences in this sequence. Well, I will not answer all of this in one question, but if I want to get into plausible answers of understanding quickly as an overview what the Bible said. That is really how I look at the Bible, is that when there is something mentioned in it, is this thing can be written by human and it's completely profound to, to, to write it because he doesn't know the science. It's not at the time where we discovered anything. And this is why it is more careful to know that the Bible is a book that talks about worldview question. How I was created? Why I was created? Why do I have to die? Is death part of my nature? Or how is death solved? Is what, like basically what's after it? This is what the Bible is concerned with. And in the first episode, when we logically said that the only way for this movement to succeed is if the resurrection is true. And the resurrection is not true. We, we talked about it not proven from the Bible. We said that the logic is that this movement has no chance of success whatsoever if the disciples or the first believers made up a lie. And they're not one, there's like 82. So if they made up a lie, they would be completely people following this lie. And then the challenge that was facing to them, specifically death, would have killed it. And we added more proof um, by saying other religions started and died on their own, parallel with Christianity. Uh, and the account of the historical evidence that these people were not hostile, didn't fight the other religions, didn't didn't bribe the politics, didn't didn't try to infiltrate the army. All of this is like a bunch of group, men, women, children that, that survived. So in a big picture, if someone, if the resurrection is true, then someone can raise himself from the dead. If someone can raise himself from the dead. All science is, has been disproven. The, the, no, 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 no. I love science. I love science and, and hmm. God loves science because it's actually a tribute of God to let us discover things. But... The, 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 the bringing of animals into an ark can happen because the ultimate impossibility if someone can raise himself up from the dead. Um, you always say that science is like a wonderful gift from God. Um, so like, how do you, like, why do you think that science is like such a gift? I think it's like torture for students to have to sit there and learn it. So why would you call it a gift? <laughs> <laughs> because as, as humans were endowed with something that no other species has. And that cannot come from within. You know, any other species has 
biochemistry that's close to us, like the animals, for example, the, the plants are different. Our cells even are, are different than those of the plants, but similar to those of the animals. Um, it, the ability to think. There is nothing that suppresses a human. If you tell him, take it as it is, don't think. This is the most atrocious thing you can go to a human because our mind can never stop thinking. And, and God, out of his respect to our mind, because he gave it to us, he cannot say, have a mind, but don't use it in religion. That is, that is absurd, absurd, completely wrong. In fact, his name is the mind, the Father, the mind, the Holy Spirit, one entity. Wait, I, I don't get that. The Father, the mind, the logos. isn't the Father, the Son? Well, the, the Son is called the Logos, and the, the Logos comes from the word logic. Uh -huh. By him, he created all things. So, and this is actually the Trinity... Talk about it, but but to 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 answer the question of Natalie's is science is the most liberating thing when you can discover and experiment and modify and present. The mind is so like very very happy. Some people not prefer the science directions; they can prefer the literature directions. But they still you use your mind in creativity of writing, in in dreaming, and in creating a hypothetical story. So the, the mind is always used, and that's why I promote very much that, that Christianity is a faith that does not ask us to suppress the mind down. In a very small case when there is a miracle, but we talked about the resurrection. Again, remember last time, I didn't say it's a miracle. I said, l let's remove it and talk about the odds that are waiting for the people who claim it. And we say that these odds should have killed, killed the movement. So... The mind is is a gift from God, and God even doesn't mind, but but no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> he promotes the usage of it, and Genesis one is, which is how you, the first thing you encounter in the Bible is the biggest promoter, the biggest promoter of using the mind, because people who listen to this look at the sequence, and none of the church fathers, in fact, Saint John Chrysostom says that the creation didn't need god didn't need six days to make the world he can make it in an instant but the creation needed six days to exist which god's uses time that the first thing he made causing the big bang to happen certain physics rules act on this first day and make it become the second make it become the third and there's so much introversion into Actually, you can explain this by physics. It can make sense to the discovery of science now. So how can Moses come up with these things? Like if you look at the world around us, you can never say that the source of light is something else other than the sun. And yet in the Bible, the sun comes much, much later than the Big Bang. Did God create it out of nothing? Or was it compression of the light of the first day by... Um, by gravity, by the pressure of, of the, the gravity became later undiscovered by, by Einstein has certain properties. That's the science to discover. But it's very, it's impossible if I want to create a Bible to write this sequence. And I think that how you're wording it or how you're making it like science can benefit from Christianity in the Bible and they kind of complement each other. And there's no real conflict between them. Nobody looks at the world we look at now and can say this is how it came into existence. So 
if we want to get deeper into some logic into the, the six phases, we can do this, which is amazingly attractive. But, but, but the first question, of course, science can create challenges for the Bible, but challenges that could be solved and challenges, in fact, other scientists may answer it. Like we, we, we cannot take one scientist and say, okay, therefore the Bible is not true. And I actually have example that, that some scientists and theologians wrote a book and then, I, and, and then another book answers him and says, your claims in this are wrong. And they're both Christian. They're both Christian. So it is very interesting and we don't frown upon it when somebody says, science pause, poses a challenge to this claim of the Bible. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll keep at it. But there's so many things in the Bible that withstand time. And the best thing of it is that, back again, the simplicity of this group that doesn't have money, that doesn't have power, that the, and it just converted the fear of death, made a death a desire. They are not masochists, they are not people who are crazy. In fact, th their behavior made the whole Roman Empire for three years, sorry, 300 years, cannot suppress it. So, I, 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 the Bible, I just, we have to tread a very fine line, is that science can challenge the Bible. And we can answer this differently by science, because using verses out of context to just give an answer to science could be dangerous because science can change and discover something different. For example, the very first day of the creation, it says that God created the heaven and the earth. This is in fact can be very claimed to be the Big Bang because there is scientific evidence that um, in discovery by Hubble here in Los Angeles and by mathematics in um, Einstein, but has a long story how he reached this, is that our universe is expanding. If it's expanding, then in the past it was at a smaller volume. And science by probes in space, they were able to say that this, it was at a certain point 14 billion years ago. So science observed this expansion. And the Bible says, because it zooms on the earth, that it was covered with water completely covered with water. Science is now looking into with five papers I have references to that there is discoveries that at some point the whole earth was underwater because there's in the stratosphere of the earth discover some type of water that's only in the oceans and not found in the waters of inside the earth, the, the mineral water. So there's science is still, I don't get the validity of the Bible because science discovered this, but there's now you can see that there's congruency and in the future it can support What's mentioned? Time. Time is the amazing thing is that when God creates, he allows time to operate on the creation to make what happened in day one become day two. It's not just poof, here is day two, poof, here is day three. And then with time, what is in day three is a result of day two. And then day four, the sun. And then day five, another claim that's amazing linking the birds to the fish. Who can look around and says birds are related to fish? One is flying and one is under. But it, the Bible says in the same phase they came into existence. And we can see that birds and fish, they have commonality and they both navigate, they don't walk. They, they walk in a medium, medium of air or liquid, and this inside is called this fluid. And this fluid, a certain species operates in it, the birds, and the one is under the water. One pushes and steers, the other one pushes and steers. So they have the same mechanism. Who would come up with this to be together? If I write a, the creation looking at this now and I don't know any science, 
I says that there is I don't know how the earth is hanging by itself and how it was covered by water I don't see any any evidence for covering of water so there is the, and the sequence of how the species started to appear speciation and evolution are in fact another thing that we need to look into um, why it's important to look into because I should actually say defending the science, not defending the faith. Do, do you have another question or, or I get into this if you want? Because evolution is one of the biggest things that people bring up. Like, there is that no was God. actually as funny as it is. Yeah. That was our next question. That was our next question. Then ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did I answer both of your questions? Or, or, oh, no, that was or, perfect. Thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah, um, so go ahead. Okay, uh, so basically our question was, does evolution disprove the Bible? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and before we get into it, because I don't know if we're going to be able to, like, come on, like, yeah. jump on in the middle. Uh, you are doing a series on something related to the creation. If you want to talk about that, just take a minute and sure. we'll link it in the show notes. Sure, yeah. sure. So we're doing a series on actual understanding communion. Mm -hmm. And we never tackled the creation of the universe and how... God is preparing this garden. So where did this garden come from? That's another respect of God for my thinking. If he, When he creates Adam and Eve, he's not starting from there. He's actually telling me, I want to let you know the gardens you are in, where did it come from? What, what, what an amazing God. Like he's, He bothered to tell me, not the religious aspect, because we, we're caring about the fall and so on, and the, why Christ came, which is, the, which is the, main, the main course. But in the beginning of the course, which I think is what, an eye-opener to the listeners, when we discuss the creation, wow, wait, wait a minute, this is this is like never tackled. So the order of the creation, we're doing it to show that how God put a chapter to respect my thinking and tell me the paradise that I'm going to talk about, how did it come into existence? Why would he need to do this? Respect and love to my thinking. So it added a dimension for my love to God because I never never felt that he focuses on this this much that my mind has to be comfortable i'm already comfortable in the liturgy i'm already comfortable in the prayer but this dimension i never it, it got tackled like about seven years ago when i decided to do the acts of critical thinking and then year after year things are coming to just say god has another dimension that he respects the thought and and genesis one is an evidence that he's telling me let me tell you how did this garden come into existence there is theological aspect but that's not for this episode and we'll put the whole series, it's going to be on the on the YouTube um, um, channel of the church. So and we'll link it in the show notes, yeah. too. Very good. Um, there's another series, I gave one lecture of it, it also can be linked on the, on the website, which is um, Evolution and the Origin of Life. So evolution, all of the scientists are very, very active in the genetics and how evolution can prove the speciation, which is basically, we all came from one source. But there is, a, there is a question that the science has a lot of hypotheses about. It doesn't tackle it very strongly, which is how did the first instance of life come into existence? And I don't discuss this from the Bible. I discuss it from science. That's why I say defending the science, not defending the faith. It claims, so I have, I have um, um, in, in this talk, seven challenges, sorry, in the series, seven challenges to that life starts by itself. Life meaning what? We have to define what is life. 
So in the history of biology and biochemistry, people were looking for how life propagates. It goes from the parents to the children. And where is it, where, where are the traits are stored? Because the, nobody knows how, what gets transferred. Till the discovery of the nucleic acid and, the, and later on the DNA. Even Levine, one of the people in the science series, he discovered that there is, since there's 20 amino acids and there's only four nucleotides, then definitely the traits are stored in the amino acid not only because this is 20 and this is four he was completely wrong then the dna was discovered and it became the holy grail thank god no scientist <laughs> disagrees that all of the traits are stored in the dna so i said logically the question of the origin of life is exactly the question of the origin of the dna can the dna come into existence by forces of nature because there's no god so what evolution did is that pushing forward the evolution, they concluded backwards, therefore there is no God. This backward conclusion is what I am challenging because the science they use in it is very much challengeable. And I have seven points to challenge this point. The f the, 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 and this will be in the series. I'll bring the first one, which is the strongest. Uh, we'll, we'll share the video. But basically is that the, the, the DNA is composed of strands. The A connects to the T and the C connects to the G. And these strands, the, the order or the sequence of them is what defines the species. So in the sequence of the DNA, biochemistry attracts A to T and attracts C to, C to G. But let's say I'm standing at a strand of A to T. Can I know what the next one is? And the answer is no, because there's no attraction to the next one. That solves it. If I don't know what the next one, then there is no biochemical forces that can tell me what the next one is. Then there is no forces that can tell me what the sequence is. And that's the whole idea. If the species is a sequence and the direction of the sequence has no natural forces to mandate what it is, mm -hmm. then, then the question to everybody, tell me please concretely, where does the sequence come from? I discussed this with atheists on the, on the mm -hmm. internet and they respect very much the approach. And the answer is what? Can it be Abuna by, and, and these people who became atheists and they're Coptic. The approach, first of all, what gives me comfort, they feel safe in the discussion. There's no belittling the person because mm -hmm. it's all out of love. Second is that they respect very much the approach and the answer to this was one of the very, very good scientists and very respectful. He said, by chance, okay. The chance means it can come together by chance. So I calculated the probability of it to come by chance. In the field of probability, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you want to form, if you want to form just five after one another to be part of a useful species, it's exactly the probability of choosing one out of four five times, which is one over four to the power five. Mm -hmm. One over four to the power five, is 1 over 1024. That's to get just five strands. There's no species that has just five strands. If you want to form 10, that's 1 over 1024 times 1024. That's 1 in a million. So to form just 10 ordered species or ordered strands, you have to have it's 1 in a million chance. And all of the strands of any species are so long. So chance. 
<laughs> Featuring you, Siri again. It's good. That's Abuna good. never goes on to an episode without <laughs> Siri. I turned it off, but anyway, the, the, the Siri doesn't like it. She's very it. interested. It's uh, hopefully not uh, repulsive to it. <laughs> the, the idea is that I am actually defending the science because probability is not tackled well. Science, always I learn from these wonderful people that challenge, the, 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 that say evolution is it, there is no God. I am taking where you started, God is out, but please concretely answer how can a strands of a species come together and the direction of the information does not have natural forces because there's no God, it has to be done by natural forces. This is one out of seven challenges. So do you think there's a point where science stops being able to like answer things? Like there's one thing, I got it from the book Timeless Truths and Truthless Times. And he said, um, the purpose of science is to study matter and energy and nothing beyond that. God is neither matter nor energy. Therefore, the methods of experimental sciences cannot be applied to disprove his existence. It, it is, it is, well, we work together as a, as a different angle. This is a, a very correct philosophical statement. But as a man of science, I like to take it where the people who remove God by science, what are they claiming? And where, where they claim, I put very strong scientific challenges. This way, I'm in their field. And this is what the Bible asks us, to be ready to answer everyone about the hope that's in you. I go to where he is. And because I do these discussions with scientists, there's nobody who trivializes my answer. In fact, there is a dodge around it. So one of the dodges by chance, and I... I'm going to contact the person again to discuss this chance and I do the mathematics. So there is the field of biology and biochemistry is extremely far from engineering and physics. And that's why they don't feel they don't feel this probabilistic approach. Like, is it possible? The word possible is different than probable. It is possible, but with a probability of one over a million to form just 10. And you're talking about a species, a, a functioning organism. And I ignore the design process because, so I made it even harder on myself. I can, I can argue, I can argue the design of members, how this is different than this. I'm even giving this, giving up this, this argument just to get to where they are because they dislike the intelligent design. Okay, I'm not going to discuss intelligence. I'm going to take what you're saying and say that this is scientifically has major problems. And what forms the DNA? Something called polymerase. Polymerase is where would it come from if we say that there's no natural force? In the polarized, there's like five of them in the human. So I'm even... Uh, <laughs> the, the nice thing this person I was discussing with, on the, it's so amazing, beautiful. He said, yeah, when actually there is the polarized. But you know what? Science will discover some. So evolution became a faith. Meaning what? When I don't find an answer, throw it in evolution. And using the forward... The forward... Uh, discoveries to answer that it came by its own. Answering by it came its own is scientifically having tons of holes that comes from a field that they are not experts at, the field of physics and the field of engineering and mathematics, microprocessor, the, the manufacturing of proteins, which you probably took transcription translation. Mm -hmm. This is exactly similar to computer architecture of how a microprocessor executes a program. Exactly. I. I saw it this way because I didn't study DNA in, in, in school. I didn't tackle this stuff till I, I was a priest and then I had to do apologetics. And then when I looked at it, wait a minute, this is like, this is impossible to come together by itself. And this is how every 
organism survives. So DNA is the identity of the organism and DNA has the coding to manufacture the protein to make the organism survive. So DNA is it. You have to, to convince me how DNA can come into existence on its own. Don't give me the future things, the mutation and I, I, fine, I'll give you all of this. But the origin, exactly as the Big Bang, there's two conditions that have to happen before the Big Bang. And, and scientists says, this is a philosophical question, this is not science. Wait a minute, you move forward and say there is no God because the Big Bang happened. You have to answer from science, how did the Big Bang happen? Honest scientists like Vilinkin, for example, they say, I don't know the answer to these questions. There has to be conservation of energy. And if you apply something called quantum mechanics, there has to make a, be a mechanism to cause tunneling to happen. These two things, he doesn't know the answer where they come from. So and he's not a Christian scientist. Mm -hmm. So when they say that they don't have the answer for that, is that where like the room for faith comes in? Because I'm always confused about that. You want to use your brain to understand and science and all of that, but there always has to be a degree of faith, or at least to my understanding. Like a part where you're like, I can't explain this, but you need to have faith. Mm, I, See, I don't, that, is that true or false? True is, or false statement? Uh, well, that's true or false. Okay. It, 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 it depends on the person. Partial. It depends on the person. But when the person says, heard the word faith means start lowering your mind and listen, let your heart work. This is, I refuse to argue this way because. But that's when you're arguing with someone who's not Christian. I'm saying when it comes to like Christians who believe. Christians, even Christians, Coptic Christians, they appreciate very much when you answer this topic don't use religious stones because there is a certain box for it. When we leave this box that definitely things to happen on their own, the origin of life and the origin of cosmology or the origin of the universe are not answered in science. And that's why it's defending the science. How is it answered? Use the word evolve. Once you put evolve in there, then everything is possible. That is to me a faith because you're using the theory of evolution, and, I'm, and I support it 100%, to the extent that if it removes God, let's go into science and see what you're saying is valid. And this is where the part I'm obsessed with, the origin of life, how scientifically the explanations that are given out there is probably, maybe, perhaps, in, in the biology book of the cell, they say that, that biologists are in despair to find the evolution pathways that led to the transcription translation process. Would you say that science would give us like the know-how, yes. but not the know-why? Both, but both. Because uh, you know why it's designed this way? But again, the know-why of, the why of why a human is, is created, that's a theological question. Mm. But you're right, the know-how of, of, of how the systems are operating, science, science gives us this. And when you find that these systems are in fact designed by God, but I don't use this argument with people. Why? Because they, they, they hate the word design. So I'm going to yeah. make them comfortable in the discussion. And that launches us naturally into, into the fact that evolution is actually evidence of existence of God. Why? Because God created once and he put a system inside the species to modify itself. Now modify itself to become another species how far is the modification? This is debatable. I know he said in the Bible, according to its kind, according its seed is in itself. And when you take an apple seed and plant it, you get an apple seed. And, 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 and these animals, how far the word according to its kind is applied in science? That, that I'll leave it for the discovery of science. But what I refused theologically is that man was created from a previous species because 
the material of the creation, which we discuss in the creation account, is the ground in the three cases. And the ground is, in fact, DNA, because what is DNA? It's chemistry. Mm -hmm. What is the source of chemistry? And that's why we eat things that grow from the ground, and the, it's our nutrition. And when we eat meat, it gives us nutrition. So both animals and, and humans, we digest them. <laughs> so when we are made of stardust, yeah, in the, in the process of a formation of the earth, at the very beginning, meteors hit it, and one of them uh, demolished the, the dinosaurs 65 million years ago. So we can have in, our, in this ground we're created from components that can come from other, that's a hypothesis that, that can find support. But what we have, because there is theistic evolution, that there was a species before us, and then God took it and gave it a mind, and that became us. That is theologically not correct. So you talked about dinosaurs. Do you want a fun fact, Abuna? Give me a fun fact. The most Googled question about the Bible is, <laughs> does the Bible talk about dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> I've had that question, though. Like, I've heard it. I just didn't think that would be like, because Google, that's like everyone. It does. That's like the, it does? It does. The sixth day, the sixth day when God created all of the animals that, that an trample upon the, the earth, mm -hmm. the dinosaurs would be one of them. Because there's, it didn't specify exactly what the animals are. So they created all yeah. the animals, which is more advanced than fish and birds. So the order it back again. So it's in the sixth phase, these animals are there. Before it, there's the fish, before it, there is the plants, and before the plants there was, sorry, after the plants there is the sun and the moon. Because guess what? If God wants the plants to have different shapes, he makes seasons happen, sorry. And that's why day four logically comes after the sprouting of plants from the ground is that when the earth starts rotating, we have seasons, then we have different plants. Mm -hmm. So Genesis 1 is, is, a, is, a, is an amazing, comforting chapter where you can open the Bible. God is telling me, before I tell you anything theological, I just want to let you get involved into how this garden came into existence. And that's just love. That's just love and respect. So does the church support evolution or not? It's not a binary question. It's mm -hmm. You have to qualify what you mean by evolution before this answer is given. Okay. If evolution says that life started on its own, I have enough challenge to this scientifically. If evolution means that the species modifies themselves, that is for me an evidence of an intelligent God who creates once and mm -hmm. puts a system that the species modify. To what extent they modify, that's what I would love to, to learn more about because that's not my background. I, I'm, I'm deficient in this, I'm deficient in genetics. But what I'm, what, what, what I'm, by God's grace got into is to look at the systems as a digital system because once it became ATCG that's a digital system and and the discovery of computers what has nothing to do with this I think it's God's grace to enable scientists to look at DNA as a digital system so there are so many things in computer digital communication which makes my, your phone works digital logic uh, digital microprocessors the the the, find, the the presence of a sequence and how it can carry data all of this are very, very, very heavily done in engineering to produce something like a cell phone. And when you look at that system like this, we are more trained to see systems like this and put the questions of how can this system carry communication if it's just put by natural forces? So I, I want to get into the details, but I just, this is one of the seven points I use to ask a scientist. The presence of DNA on its own is extremely wrong. Not, imp not impossible, it's not improbable, it is impossible. Because if you have natural forces, um, to bring it to example, we said the AT, we don't know what's coming after. You know, if you have biochemistry, 
the AT, what has to come after is, is TA because the A attracts the T vertically now in the direction of the information. Then you'll have AT, TA, AT, TA, AT. So if biochemistry form DNA, it will form one type only. It cannot carry a sequence. Are you getting yeah, the idea? Yeah, so yeah. the freedom of putting any sequence will disappear. So even turning it on its head, if natural, form, natural forces form the DNA, then yeah, it can never function. It will be just one type of a strand. This is the logic we want into discussing clearly the origin of life. Whenever I had the discussions, Abu, I haven't seen the discoveries in genetics now. Sure, I, that's not my field. I don't know what the borders of evolution, how can it convert? I know there's according to its kind, but how big is according to its kind? What is considered of the same kind of the species and another kind? Because they claim speciation, it all came by this thing. The Bible claims something different. So what is the envelope of according to its kind? The Bible didn't specify, but I cannot say it's all came from one cell because the cell existence by itself, you haven't addressed this whatsoever. I have seven points to challenge what you're saying. So um, th this is the, 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 the logic and the respect of science and how when we tackle it, we actually, I'm asking these people to do correct science, not just, you know what, <laughs> the word evolution, put it here and we're done. That's, that's where science is, is finished. Does that, does that make sense? What it, yeah, it makes does. sense. Um, and unless Natalie has something else to add, no, I'm good. I have perfect. one question, and it's okay if you can't answer it, because I'm kind of confused. I don't even know if I'm wording it right, if no I have the right idea. Well, but so evolution, this idea of, like, animals to humans. So since humans, like, there was a specific day in creation, or I know it's not a 24-hour day, but there was a day where, like, you know, God said, okay, a phase, a period. A phase, a period where God said create, like here's where's the animals, and then the other day where he created Adam. How can we even like theorize that they would evolve if it in the Bible clearly separates the creation of the two? Okay, you, you, excellent question. In the Bible, the only species, quote unquote, that he didn't say according to its kind about was the humans. Everything according to its kind. But when it came to the human, he said, let us create man in our image and our likeness. For non-Christians, or how to interpret this, because we'll get into the Trinity, I'll say the non-Christian answer, which is, humans are different than any other species in the mind. I will not get into the spirit and eternity, because I will give just the, the what is evidence to everybody. Animals do not have a mind, even if they are trained to do something that the mind may do, like it can ride a bike, for example, or, or, but there is no animal that will compose music. There is no animal that will sit down and abstract. Hmm, I wonder if I wear a giraffe or I want, like <laughs> this is called introspection. Humans can sit by themselves and introspect. That is, that is a work of the mind. Animals don't have a patent office. Animals <laughs> don't, never designed anything. So because of our biochemistry and sometimes our bio, not sometimes, our biology and our even skeleton is very close to one of the species, chimpanzees and even the overlap, overlap of the DNA, that's comparing completely the system based on its biology and biochemistry and the, the way they are, the bones are looking and the function of the, of the, of the um, joints and so forth. But you haven't discussed chimpanzees have never created something out of nothing. 
humans, we don't even debate this. This is like, <laughs> it's given. So this is not an incremental step. This is the whole difference. And people will never debate where the mind is coming from because we don't know. We point to our, to our brain and the connections and the memories and the functionality, but the mind that can create something out of nothing, out of nothing, like you, you, you bake a piece of paper and you draw something on it that just didn't exist. You created out of nothing. Who creates out of nothing or who creates God? So he endowed us, image and likeness, endowed us with the power he has, the power of communication to form a sentence. <laughs> We, again, we don't discuss this much. Yeah. To form a sentence, there is a thought, there is analysis, arrangement of words, discussion, giving an idea. If you divide forming a sentence into what it takes to form a sentence, you'll see that we're not just biology enhancement over the monkeys. It's completely different, completely different. And there is no species that can any, do anything close to the, to the human. Not even close. I've never thought of it that way, yeah. of, of the mind being like a gift. Yes. I didn't talk about the spirit in order to make it completely mm -hmm. scientific because we'll get, because the spirit, again, eternity mm -hmm. is something that God endowed humans with. And that's why in the Bible it says in his image or our, because of the Holy Trinity, but we'll not get this theologically for now, that we are actually three in one. We have a mind, we have a spirit, we have ourself, and it forms one human. God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. The mind has a role, so the Father has a role, the Son has a role, the Holy Spirit has a role. What are the roles? The roles are, we'll not get there, but last thing, theologically, actually I got into it, but just very briefly, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, since we're there, let's yeah. as well do it, <laughs> is that how can I say there's three and one? Because humans are three and they form one person. Your mind is not the same as your spirit, and they are in yourself, this is what the person you, can, you call I. Yet they work together. Your mind sometimes, when you solve math, you're not using your spirit. But when you pray, you use both. So, three things forming one human, three entities, one God. The closest example to the Trinity. And yet we cannot be explained in precision, but the closest example to the Holy Trinity is the human. And that satisfies in, in our image and our likeness. Um, well, shukran very much for Abuna, for your blessing and wisdom and your presence, and thank you for being here. Shukran very much. Oh, first, <laughs> Afwan very much for the shukran very much. <laughs> and they, and now shukran very much for Claudine and Natalie for this initiative and doing this podcast. It's oh, excellent you. idea. May God bless it and use it for more understanding of the faith. Please keep us in your prayers. Please. Prayers of the <laughs> thank saints. Thank you. You're welcome. And shukran very much for all the beautiful friends that have tuned in and listened. Please follow us on all of our social media sites, which you can find in the show notes, to either receive updates or send in questions. Or you can even visit our website, also in the show notes, to mm -hmm. send in quest questions or suggest more topics. Shukran very much for listening. <laughs> Yay!